This is a podcast from Rover. Rex Royal Exchange, Hamish Mackay and Rebecca Greaves out of the P Naughty Palmerston North Studio over the hills, a couple of them actually, from the farm in Pongaroa and joined by New Zealand Farm Life Media uh, Managing Editor, Tony Leggett. Tony, how are you? Oh, I'm great, Hamish, actually. Yeah. Really pleased to be here today. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Oh, he's, look, he's pleased got... to be here today. <laughs> well, is the sun shining or something like that? I mean, uh, or is it there is... free coffee and muffins? or Sort of. Sort yeah. of is. And actually, we've... We haven't had a lot of rain, believe it or not. We've yep. just had little bits that have just kept the ground absolutely sodden. So there's there's mud everywhere. But believe me, it's drier over this side than it is over the other side. Oh, well, yeah. you'll know because you've got your son and mm. your daughter and son-in-law farming over our way. Exactly. It's no, like a, a bog hole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of mud around gateways and tracks and things. So yeah, no, it's all looking a bit sad. Well, actually, yeah. the Dennyburg AMP Society is putting on this thing. Um, is it tonight? Saturday night. Um, a shout for farmers, and they've called it Bogged in the Swamp. <laughs> and yes. um, you can go along and basically have a, have a night out on them. And, um, yeah, it's just essentially trying to lift some spirits because of the way the weather's been and how bad it is. So, oh, yeah. I tell you what, those Danny Burke AMP Society shindigs, whether you let your hair down, anything goes. So that sounds good. <laughs> have you, ba- have you been I to might, some before, Hamish? <laughs> I, just suspect, I, I suspect it might be a good night, put it that way. Eh? <laughs> Speaking yeah. from experience. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, well, let's, um, we, we, as we know, farmers are battling to keep the hold costs against falling dairy payouts and the old easing of the, the red meat at the farm gate prices, um, our rural debt. Yeah, we know that's going up again. Um, yes. You know, farmers yeah, fund bit losses. Of a grim, oh, bit of a grim picture, really, isn't it? It is. Yeah, and it's kind of, um, yeah, it's getting a little bit worrying, actually, or more than a little bit worrying. It's been worrying for a while, I'd, I'd have to say, but... Yeah, I did. I was talking to a um, a good operator farmer on Banks Peninsula um, last week, actually, and he was busy telling me that he'd done his forecast for the coming year, and he's 5,000 ewes, um, 250 cows. Uh, he was staring down the barrel of a loss of $100,000. Um, that was basing it on a $75 store lamb. So they're store lamb producers and not really able to finish anything where they yes. are. And... Um, so he was staring down the barrel of a $100,000 loss. He brought in his uh, two IC and his um, shepherd and said, what are we going to do about this, guys? And um, they were stumped. They, um, yeah, they're really struggling. It's a, it's a well-run business. Um, not, you know, they, they've got good uh, productivity, good performance. Um, yeah, he was um, really sort of scrambling for a solution to it really so um, yeah. it's quite a worry it's when scary when businesses like that are saying that they and exactly. they exactly and yeah. also it's not like the people that don't budget or I mean he can see that this is going to happen mm. and he's already mm. thinking what can I do about it which is that is a sign of a good operator I think yes but yes. but when exactly. you can't I mean I'm sure there are always options and maybe you'd have to bring in a fresh set of eyes or something. But when all of you are sitting around the table and you can't think of any options or anything yeah. you could do about it, then that is really uh, quite concerning. Mm. Yeah, look, I, I don't want to sort of be the bearer of bad tidings at all, but it looks like, um, you know, lamb might be finding a new level more like at $6 than $7 plus, which we'd, we'd all love to see. Um I've read a little bit of stuff just in the last couple of days from some of the, um, you know, some of the analysis that meat companies are, are bringing back. I mean, Alliance is in the middle of a roadshow at the moment around some North Island areas. Um, I think, yeah, they're in Taihapi early next week, which would be a really good one 
to front up to because there'll be a lot of guys in that sort of stall lamb partial finishing um, space up in that Tai Happy region. But mm. yeah, they're they're really starting to say it'll be early next year before we see much relief um, in terms of lamb prices. So. Yeah, anyone that's weaning and trying to get rid of a a large number of of lamb store, um, it's not going to be pretty, I I would think, at the moment. So, Tony, what are you hearing as the reason behind this falling price? Because the price has been pretty good, right? And we've got probably a little bit, well, not spoiled. I think we deserve, it's a good product. We deserve to be Mm. paid for it. But um, it's a bit of a shock when this starts happening. Yes, so I think um, what, there's, there's probably several things going on. Normally, a dollar gives us a lot of relief, and it has actually done that. It, it, it has eased off um, against those key trading currencies. So that, that's that's you know something we can we can tick that box and say, well, we've had that. I think what's happening is that the whole world has slowed down in terms of demand for lamb. China's had a real fright, and mm. of course, when China does that, we know because of the bulk of product that goes there, we, we know how important that market is, and, and also for mutton as well as for lamb. So um, so that that's, that's a, a massive one. The whole world is slowing down. Australia has really geared up in terms of lamb production, so they are really competing strongly in some markets. They've had a breakthrough um, with their recent trade agreement um, with the EU, and you know they're, they're sort of ahead of us a little bit in, in, in some key markets. And they're also... Um, you know they've got quite a different approach over there. Of course, they um, their average lamb carcass weight is quite a, significantly higher than what we would um, be putting out. So, I think this year they're looking at uh, 24.5 kilos is about their their average carcass weight. Um, you know we're still averaging something under, or well, around 19, maybe 18 and a half, 19. I, I think. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong there, somebody. But um, yeah. yeah, so it's quite a significant difference in in the way that we. Um, in the way that we produce our lamb, and and you know the the sort of the markets that it ends up in because of that, I think a lot of you a lot of Australian lamb goes into the US where they like those those bigger lamb racks and um, you know bigger chops, bigger. But I don't think they're big on roasting like we are, and probably the UK and European markets are. But yeah, I don't know what's wrong with people that don't like roast. <laughs> exactly. I know. No, I'm a fan. Isn't it amazing how many farmers go out and at the restaurant and the first thing they order is lamb or beef? You know, it's. Uh, uh, yeah, they're, they're wedded to it, aren't they? It's great. Uh, we're supporting our own product. That's how I like to think of it. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I did, just as a little aside, um, I noticed that Mick Jagger turned, turned 80 a couple of days back and um, uh, something came through on my Twitter feed of him. Um, he's got a, apparently got this amazingly um, high-intensity um, workout that he does every day and um, it showed him going through his, um, this workout on this, on this Twitter video. But it also mentions that um, he's not a fan of red meat, I don't think. Oh, you know, dear. He eats no. a lot of vegetables. You're dead to me, Mick. Anyway, but he's still surviving and still pumping, yeah. actually. I thought that that story was going to be that he has lamb every day. Roasted. Yeah, yeah, I thought you were going to say something really good there. I'm like, yeah, wow, we've got Mick Jagger into your yeah. segment. This is great. And you're going to tell me he likes red meat. Yeah, no. No, well, I mean, it, it's sort of, it's interesting, isn't it, that um, I think at the Silver Fern Farm Conference um, week before last now, um, we had the Sainsbury executive saying to farmers there, 700 farmers there, it's an amazing event apparently, I'd, I'd love to get there next year actually, um, but yeah, 700 farmers were there and they all heard this guy um, who's been out about three years ago and then came back um, this year uh, from, from the UK, so Sainsbury's a big operator over there of course in terms of um, 
supermarkets and uh, convenience stores, he really praised farmers for being well ahead of the rest of the world in terms of our, um, you know, our farm assurance programs. We're we're ticking boxes as far as sustainability is concerned. Um, I'm not sure where the emission one uh, fits in there, but you know, just yep. generally speaking, he really poured the praise on on New Zealand farmers. And for them, to, they must have been sitting there at the time scratching their head saying, well, why are we only getting, you know, whatever it is, $6 or so a kilo now for our lamb? Um, normally in July, um, the price is starting to peak. And um, I think it's the first time ever that we've had that drop in price between June and July in a year. It's mm. never happened before. It's always been those right. meat companies chasing those last few lambs. So, yeah, very yeah. unusual. Yeah, it is. Okay. It That's is. A, yeah. That's, Do you know, um, the Sainsbury thing is interesting, though, because I was a bit ignorant. I th- and I think when you haven't left New Zealand or, you know, you're busy on your farm, it can be easy to think that because when I went to the UK, I went to that research scholarship, when I was working for you, actually, yes, yes. Um, mm. and I went, I was hosted by AFCO and I went to the Royal Welsh Show and I spent some time with Sainsbury's and it was a real eye-opener, A, just how much how massive they are, but and B, how much clout they have and I met this woman and I think her name was Alice don't ask me her surname and she's probably not I don't know if she's still with Sainsbury's but she was the animal welfare kind of person and I was really blown away by how much say she had and it was actually quite scary and I wondered if he spoke about the animal welfare side of things because that was a huge thing for them when I was there. Yes, no, I, I, def- I think he definitely did. And I think yeah. that it was, it was sustainability, animal welfare, environment. I'm not sure where emissions fitted in, as I said earlier. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, part of me does ask the question, though, is it the supermarkets driving these sort of, um, you know, levels of compliance that we're pushing down onto mm-hmm. farmers, or is it the consumers? You know, it's... It's kind of, is it, is it a way of supermarkets sort of, you know, saying, well, we've, you know, look at us, we've ticked this box. Um, all our suppliers are, are um, supplying them under these, um, you know, with this farm assurance program in, in place. Yeah. Hey, hey, that was what Nathan Guy said last week when he came on the show, didn't he? He said about how supermarkets get ahead of everyone. Yeah. Yep. That were his sentiments indeed. Mm. Yeah. And just yeah. use another, you know, just keep adding bells and whistles yeah. to the program to sort of elevate them beyond... The competition, I suppose. I mean, I guess that's a bit of human nature in a way. But yeah, poor old farmers back here have got a you know an enormous number of hurdles to get through. Just getting lambs ready for slaughter is is a big enough hurdle in many years, especially one like we're having at the moment. But you know, to have to go through all those all that those steps of um, you know ticking boxes really, and you know verifying and and assuring people that this is the you know this is the way these lambs are being treated or these cattle are being treated. So. Do you know, my, while we've been talking, my husband's messaged us, messaged me, I should say. And this is unusual, and he's obviously feeling quite down about the weather because he all of the messages is, it's been raining here all morning, this weather sucks. <laughs> but it's just, it's yeah. the, no, it's the day, yeah. I'm not, it's funny, but it's not funny because it's the daily battle of it, but it's unusual for him to send me a message. So he, he doesn't really mm. send messages unless he like, can you get me something from town or whatever. <laughs> you know, like for him to, he's probably, must be inside having his morning tea, coffee or whatever. Yeah. But for him to actually send that message makes me think, oh, he's feeling really a bit yeah, and it'll be, he, need, he needs great. to go to Dannyvirk then. Yeah, yeah, yeah he needs right. to go to Bogged yeah. in the Swamp. I know. Yeah. What is it called, Bex? It's called the what? What do they call it? Bogged, Bogged in the Swamp. If you go to the Dannyvirk AMP Association Facebook page, yeah. uh, you will find it. There's heaps of businesses have gotten behind this to 
provide sponsorship. They've got mm-hmm. heaps of spot prizes, uh, drinks, food. I tell you what, have I'm, a night out. I'm, I'm tempted to come down and make a C class celebrity appearance. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they might Do. want to get a big name, but you know, at least Hamish McCoy can turn up. You know, it's yeah. something maybe. Yeah. But oh, I would love, love to. Eh? I'd love to because I reckon that's you. good. But I think your point about Richard is if he's doing that, he's saying that to you, and you don't normally have that conversation. Then it's a reflection of the of the wider community, which you know. Everywhere, it's isn't just it? Just ongoing. Yeah. And yep. I went to Hawke's Bay during the week, and my brother said to me, "Oh, did you get all that rain on whatever day?" And I was like, "Oh God, I don't know. The, the days just <laughs> yeah. blend into one. It yes, rains yeah. every day. I've stopped taking notice." Yeah. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, okay, Tony. Always great to have you, and great that you make it into the studio. Now we've got a couple of things here. Well, we probably won't run too much with your Mick Jagger story, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Silver Fern Farms Conference 2024. Bex, you, me, and Tone. T Leggett. Yeah. T. Oh, Leggett yeah. Greaves. This is a new one. No, Leggett Greaves Mackay. It sounds like a good Boston law firm. Uh, we're going to the Silver Fern Farms Conference in 2024. We'll I'd make the right go. calls and we'll go. Oh, no, I'm, yep. I'm adamant about this. And we'll get. Right, right. You heard yeah. it here. Yep, you heard it here. And um, if uh, management don't like the fact that I'm saying we're going, we'll take ourselves. There you go. <laughs> I'll put my foot down. Sounds good. Yep. Rightio, Tony. Thank you very much. Get you to stay on the line. That is uh, Tony Leggett, of course, joins us on a regular basis, uh, you know, grounded, voice of reason, uh, uh, finger on the pulse, all of the above here on Rex Rural Exchange.